time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. Brady throws a Seymour caught by Evans. He gets a block. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Mickens with a block. Clean the way for Mike Evans to score his second of the day. Fire the cannons. Makes the handoff. Quick pass to Alvin Kamara. Wide open. 15, 10, 5. He will score. Alvin Kamara. Touchdown New Orleans. And what a clinching blow. We hope that will be. Henry on the left side to the 5. Henry to the goal line. Touchdown tight. The Yuli Bulldozer. Count the one. One, two, three scores. Hand off to Eckler. They're trying to let him score. They are. And they are pushing him into the end zone for a touchdown. They pulled him into the end zone. And the Browns will have 90 seconds with which to work. The snap to Josh. Keeps it himself. Going to throw it into the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Buffalo. Emmanuel Sanders. Touchdown, Bills. That should just about do it with 5.51 left to play. we got to establish something on offense. It's tough. You know, Coach Sala's message is we're going to figure it out. We're going to we really feel like we're right there as a team. It's just the little things, and it's just being able to start fast. Highlights from around the NFL, and there is Zach Wilson after the Jets go to London and get beat by the Atlanta Falcons. They're not starting fast, PK, but we saw a lot of the rookie quarterbacks play. Chicago got results because their defense was awesome and held the Raiders to nine points. We saw a couple other young quarterbacks get blasted at the goal line. Daniel Jones, a concussion, trying to run around the left end and into the corner of the end zone. And then in the uh, San Francisco game, trying to run the other way into the right corner of the end zone. That was a heck of a collision on fourth and goal. And uh, Trey Lance just got dropped. Don't run if you're an NFL quarterback. Yikes. Don't run. What do you yeah, so you Lamar run. Jackson is going to be. <laughs> you can't be a pure pocket quarterback these days. There's very few of those guys running around. You got to pick your spots. I guess to the goal line, that's the time to be tough and see if you can get the points. But man, those two guys got. Well, the one was helmet to helmet. The, the concussion for Jones. Those oh, guys got lit up. To helmet. Taysom Hill took one. Taysom Hill is a receiver. Yeah. And he, I don't think he knew anything about that defensive back because he came off another receiver and man covers the balls in the air a long time. And. That was a nasty hit. It was. Derrick Henry, you heard the highlights in there for him. A massive game. The Titans keep the Jaguars winless, 130 yards and three touchdowns. He was unstoppable. You also heard in there the Bills with their late score. They got a big lead, then they had a long weather delay in Kansas City at halftime. It didn't matter. The Bills control that game. They win 38-20 and go to 4-1. and The only team with a better record your Arizona Cardinals. A perfect 5-0. I own them. Seven teams at 4-1 right behind them. The Bills are on the list. You heard the Chargers highlights in there. Defense unable to get stops. A big chunk of the game. The Browns letting the Chargers score with a minute and a half to go to fall behind 47-42, hoping they could go score. But the Browns coming up empty on their last two possessions. Actually had the ball in the lead before that, but went three and out, which was pretty unusual for that game with Guys running around the field wide open all day long. Yeah, Justin Herbert is just a stud. I've been saying it now. He's going to continue to get better and better. What a great quarterback he is. He's really good. And his receiver, Mike Williams, I mean, they have several skill players for him, but Williams is is the guy, which makes it all the more stunning when he's at the 10-yard line and a ball is thrown and there's nobody else deeper than the 25. Guys, 
That's Mike Williams. My fantasy team thinks that. What happened? Where were you? What are you doing? Yep, that is Mike Williams. Wide open. Cowboys, they are in that group of teams at 4-1. and one. The Giants, that was a whole series of injuries before Jones got the concussion. Saquon Barkley went out with an ankle injury. Kenny, Kenny Galladay got hurt later. And the Cowboys with Dak Prescott don't look anything like the Cowboys without Dak Prescott. Last year was a struggle, and this year the Cowboys are rolling. Yeah, and they look legit, and it's not just a crappy division that they look legit. Prescott really has turned it on, man. He's taking it up two or three notches. He looks great. They're the only team. They're 4-1. and one. They're the only team to beat the 4-1 and one Chargers. They gave them their loss. The uh, Another 4-1 and one team, the Tampa Bay Buc- Buccaneers, they just hammered the Dolphins 45-17. to 17. Tom Brady, five touchdown passes. Hurt a thumb, threw five touchdown passes anyways. They just shredded the Dolphins. Just thinking about this, I don't know that we'll ever see this again. A player at this age competing this well at 44. We literally may never see this again. You can never say never. I get that. But there's a possibility because we've never seen it before. How many times times can you say in sports, wow, I've never seen that. Usually that's a fluke play or something. You know, the Red we'll Sox. get to with, that, uh, right? Yeah, the Red Sox. bounces off the, uh, the uh, run throw in the outfield and it goes over the fence. So that, that's an individual uh, select circumstance. But to see a player this caliber, this good at this age, it's just incredible. Monday Night Football, Colts and the Ravens. Ravens are going to try to join that group at 4-1. and one. We'll see if they – I guess there's six teams at 4-1. and one. They'd be the seventh if they get there tonight. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Hand the ball, Habibi Likio to the right side. Gets inside the five and scores. Habibi Likio made a great little cut to the left side at the goal line and scored. It's an 11-yard run for the transfer from Oregon and Boise State. An extra point away from tying the game. Van Buren up the middle. Van Buren pushing the pile. Does he have it? Fourth and goal or a touchdown? It's a touchdown. They give Van Buren the touchdown. Officially, we'll call it a one-yard run for Andrew Van Buren. Hall flushed out of the pocket. Hall chased by Craven. Hall throws the ball down the field. It's up for grabs. Who's got it? Boise State does. It's intercepted. And the Broncos are going to win this one on the road. Broncos 26-17. That interception, the fourth and final turnover for BYU. They didn't have any takeaways. They lost it four times. At that point, Hall didn't have a lot of options. There's two minutes left in a two-possession game. you got to try to force it in there. The, the three fumbles earlier... Two of them gave Boise State 23- and 24-yard touchdown drives, and the other one came in the red zone when it looked like BYU was about to score and make it a one-point game midway through the third quarter. The turnovers were absolute killers. A-Rod afterwards saying it wasn't just the turnovers, the play they practice a thousand times, they line up wrong, just a lack of execution all over the place, destroying what what was a winnable game despite all the mistakes. You couldn't go away in the second half because you thought there was a chance. The Boise State field goal late is what really finally finished it off. Yeah, a lot of that stuff was just self-inflicted. And those things happen, man. It happened. You can't change it. So I've moved on from it. And what are you going to do now? Because 6-1 and one is pretty good. 5-2 and two with a two-game losing streak. Obviously, that's not nearly good enough to where you thought you would be based on what you started. So... 
the way you started. So now they got an opportunity to correct that and tighten it up. The way I look at it, man, you could take a lot of positive in that, man, we really stunk. And we gave them the game. So let's not do that again. And we've got a really good chance to win. That would be my mindset if I'm the Cougars in terms of where they're at. And I listened to Bywater talk. He talked about how Kalani tells them, you know, the grown men don't pout. You deal with the situation and you get better from it. And so there's maybe a little bit of a hangover Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. But we're on to Monday morning. This is a new week, new game. Still plenty to accomplish. You find a way to get 10 wins. You've had an excellent season. I don't care what the circumstances are. So got a great task at hand. I like the fact that they're playing a a team that's had a lot of success in the last several years. I mean, what did they start? What did Baylor start? 4-0, something like that? I I saw a stat. Yeah, they were 4-0. They lost Oklahoma State. They're 5-1 as well. Yeah, that's like the sixth time since... 2013 or something that they started that way so this is a pretty good program here and you go down there in Waco and get this win there's a lot to be said for that yeah I'm, I think it is a pretty good program but it, they have and I mean they just they've launched they've, they've, what do you think they've had like three this will be, Aranda assuming he get the way he's got it going here this will be the third straight good coach they've had Who's won a lot, but they don't play a lot of big non-conference games, if any. So I would expect they have a lot of three and O's. I mean, the Utes have yeah. a lot of three and O's, and they'll play BYU, but they haven't played much beyond. I'm not, you can downgrade year. Baylor all you want. I'm not going to. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. There's Keithy. He's in. Touchdown. They need inches for a first down. That's the shot I'm talking about. There it is. Over the middle. It's caught. Touchdown. Devon Belay. Thomas remains the setback. Now he runs with intentionality. Look out. Tavion. Touchable. Picking him up and putting him down. Play fake. They go that way. Wide open. It's wide open. A touchdown. Kincaid. And the Utes get that first win at Memorial Coliseum. Get rid of that footnote, as PK said to Nick Ford about an hour ago, 45 minutes ago. Well, you can never, never throw that one out there again. 0-5 in the Pac-12, 0-8 all-time. They got the win. They scored for touchdowns on four consecutive possessions. Blew the game open with that uh, stretch uh, around halftime. Two scores before the half, two after. And then it's just a matter of running out the clock. Yeah, you're 2-0. and You made a quarterback change. That's awesome. You haven't lost since he started. And you've got the team that's a half game ahead of you because you had your bye. They haven't. Coming into your place Saturday night, what more could you ask for? A win. But at this point, not much. I guess you can worry about the non-conference games if you want, but the winner of this game is going to be the last undefeated team in conference play. And I'll have the tiebreaker head-to-head. And in the case of Arizona State, they'd have two because they would have beaten UCLA and Utah before now. So it will be a huge game Saturday night. Cam Rising throws for 300 yards. Tavian Thomas runs for 100 yards. USC, PK, a mess. We've been talking about it's a four-team race in the Pac-12 South. Not anymore, it's not. No, I think it's down to three teams. Uh, any of these three teams, I could see winning it. I don't know that I could declare a favorite right now. 
If the Utes beat ASU, and if UCLA beats Utah, it could be a crazy mess at the end of the year. Yeah, really, yeah. And those are two of the next three games, so we'll get an idea pretty quickly. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. 28-yard attempt by Seth Small. Is down, it is up, and the fighting Texas Aggies take down the top-ranked Tide, 41-38. to Number one goes down, and the celebration is on at Kyle Field. Texas A&M beats number one-ranked Alabama, 41-38. Alabama had a bunch of streaks snapped in that game, hadn't lost since... 2019, 100 straight games with wins over unranked opponents. Nick Saban hadn't lost to an assistant, and it all went out the window in a crazy finish. Quarterback throws a touchdown pass, limping off, PK. He was limping off, and he comes back to lead the game-winning drive. Absolutely heroic. Yeah, they show the kicker's uh, mother there leading up to the kick. The mom and the wife, and yeah. Yeah. And she was sobbing when it went through. Yeah. Great win for them Aggies. Not the only crazy game of the day. Oklahoma was down by 21. Switches quarterbacks, rallies, and beats Texas 55-48. Running the ball to set up the game-winning field goal. Instead, they get the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, what a stunning game all the way around. You like offense. There it is, man. That's why I didn't put much stock in Brewer throwing for 450,000 yards and completing every pass in the spring game. Not a whole lot of defense played in that conference, and you're never out of it. And it's like the old whack. Whatever the deficit is, as long as there's time on the clock and it allows you to get enough possessions, you can do it. And so do we give Oklahoma a lot of respect then for their 6-0? and Because despite the fact that conference has gotten known for shootouts, Oklahoma was winning games 23-16 and 16-13 earlier this year. Now, if you're winning the low-scoring grinders and you're winning in a blowout, or it's Oklahoma, we don't believe. They'll just get to a semi and get blown out, and we don't care about that. <laughs> Somehow dismissing 12 or 13 wins along the way. Well, I, I, I don't know about giving respect. I think they already have it. Other high-scoring shootouts in the SEC. Ole Miss 52, Arkansas 51. The Razorbacks go for two and the win in a game full of big plays and scoring plays. They can't get the one they need. They miss the two-point conversion and get beat. So close. Yeah. Georgia is the new number one. Alabama fell to fifth. Oregon's the top Pac-12 team at number nine. And ASU is the other Pac-12 team at number 18. BYU fall into 19. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Um, it's been really intense. Just me and Rudy, we beat each other up all practice, and then we play Call of Duty all night. So it's pretty much, that's pretty much how, how hard days go. It's so cool how close this team is. You know, I haven't been on a team this close. A lot of people say, hey, we're a close team. Hey, we do this together. Hey, we do it. Nah, like, they really, like, it's really, like, really like a close-knit group. It's pretty great. I love it. That's Hassan Whiteside. Call of Duty is the game. Now, they got a game tonight against the Pelicans. Yeah, you can be close. You can play video games and all, but if you get beat in the second round, it's a disappointment. I'm more concerned about that than this other stuff. That's fun and all, and that's great. And I know the fans love to eat that stuff up. 
But this team was built to contend and win a title, and that's how they'll be judged. Can't do that in October. All you can do is tune up with the Pelicans. Third of four preseason games tonight, 7 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 6. You'll hear the game right here on the Zone Sports Network. Preseason wraps up Wednesday, and then we get on with it and get to the season opener. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 3-1 pitch, hammered in the air. Deep center field. That baby will go! A home run! Three-run homer, Leori! And they've got the lead! Young Luis Patino delivers, and there's a drive left field, high and deep, back by the wall! Gone! Red Sox win it! Christian Vasquez! A two-run homer, can you believe it? 6-4 Boston in 13 innings. Couple American League playoff games. The White Sox avoid the sweep. They beat Houston 12-6. And the Red Sox are up 2-1 on Tampa Bay after Christian Vasquez walks it off in the 13th. A wild celebration at Fenway Park after a bizarro play in the top of the 13th. Stuff you can't script, PK. Yeah, the ball goes off uh, Renfro and right field bounces over that little short fence they have there. Fenway, obviously, it's probably the most unique outfield dimensions and all that stuff with the wall and then the, the way the thing juts around and then it's only, what, barely waist high in right field and the ball bounces over. The runner clearly would have scored in the 13th. He was running. Know, well, yeah, well, yeah, he could have jogged home at, at, at that point well, if, if the ball had hit the fence, but the fence is, is not even chest high there. It's, it's yeah. crazy. I don't know. There's no other park where that could have happened. I don't think I, I can't recall. It would have to take off a, the top of my head. It would have to take a much bigger hop than that. Yeah, right. And it was right. off the wall. Off the, and, and he was so close to the wall, there was nothing he could do to engineer it. It just happened very quickly. And the yeah. runner at first is trying to steal, so he's almost to second. And we all assume he would have scored, but the rule book doesn't allow for that. So it's a ground rule double. So he gets sent back to third base, and then the Rays never get him home. You know, if you follow it up with a two-run single, it's a bizarre play, but it doesn't matter. No. But they didn't get a run home, so it did matter. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then and then Vasquez goes Austin deep. does get the home run, yeah. Today's schedule, four games. Brewers and Braves, uh, 11 a.m. on TBS. That series is 1-1. Uh, Astros try to close out the White Sox up 2-1. That's 1-30 on FS1. Red Sox will try to close out the Rays up 2-1. That's 5 o'clock on FS1. Giants and Dodgers tied 1-1. That game tonight, 7-30 on TBS. And, of course, you'll have Monday Night Football going at the same time. And you'll have the Jazz going, so there will be plenty to watch. Busy. Exactly. What is Trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, question of the day. Explain it. How do you explain what happened Saturday? The team that had a couple of disappointing losses gets a big win. The undefeated team plays a team with a losing record, fumbles four times, and gets beat. How does it happen? We will get to that next. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. 
Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Angela Lansbury, bed knobs and broomsticks. It wasn't raining yet, but it was definitely a little misty on that warm November night. And my heart was pounding, my inner voice resounding, begging me to turn away. And then you casually walked in the room, and I was twisted in the web of my desire for you. What the hell, man? (laughs) (laughs) That is being blindsided. You guys all make fun of me like I'm the only person that had a crush on Angela Lansbury. You are the only person that That had a crush on Angela That is not true. No, it is pretty much true. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK Hot Takes a Toast brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.utahhairmd.com. Question of the day. How do you explain it? BYU losing to Boise State at home. Utah crushing USC in Los Angeles. Dennis says, well, the Cougs still control their destiny in the Pac-12 South. (laughs) Did get a lot of laughing emojis. (laughs) Craig, the rivalry in all things. Craig, balance has been restored in the state of Utah. Eric with a serious take. Any given Saturday, these are humans, not robots. They have good days and bad days like all of us. This is why they play the game on the field and not on paper. Yeah, it would be boring if they played it on paper. That would be boring. Play that little paper football game, fold the thing into a triangle, waste time at school shooting it back and forth across the table. That's pretty boring. (laughs) But when you're trapped at school, it's just the best option. As soon as you're not trapped at school, there's a lot of better options. Yeah, I was never trapped. I just viewed it as an opportunity for personal edification. That's <laughs> the way I viewed school. Uh, now, we ask about Utah and the BYU games, but Scott posts, down goes Bama. And Kathy posts, Texas A&M beat number one Alabama. Woohoo! 49 states ruined against Alabama. And a big chunk of that state roots for Auburn. It's them against the world. And they're winning most of the time. That's a great spot to be in, yeah, where the country is happy you lost. That means you've got something special going on. I don't really care. I don't root against Alabama. But as the kid was lining up the kick, I have to admit, in all honesty, I was hoping he made it. (laughs) Make it. Overtime would have pushed our news back. We needed that thing to end. Everybody was rooting for it. But uh, it's sort of fun to have Alabama Alabama go down and have something different happen. But but I got enormous, enormous respect for the program. I don't root against them. They could still win the national title with a loss. Nobody's ruling that out. It's been done plenty of times Uh, before. It could be done again. National title. Somebody votes you in to play a tournament. Yep. They can win a tournament that you're voted in to play. BYU lost. Utes won. Life is good. Enough said. Harold. Harold bleeds crimson. You know that. That's the great thing about this rivalry, man, is that you have to have the other one, too, for it to be a perfect Saturday. 
but yet uh, you're past them. No, you're not. They're still who you are, and you are who they are, and and I'm sure there are plenty of BYU fans who are rooting for SC on Saturday night uh, because that's part of it. That's why this rivalry is one of the very best in the country. You've got to have two-pronged. you got to win, and you have to have the other guy. It's uh, it, To me, uh, I think it's better than my rivalry with Arizona and ASU, but maybe that's just me because I've always felt if my team wins, I don't really care what the other team does. But here, you got to have both. And the Utes had it. They lost earlier in the day, and you won later at night. All Ute fans went to bed happy. So breaking it down a little more, Tony posts this. BYU's first two drives came too easy. Overconfident. Lost intensity. Four turnovers. Rush three, bend, but don't break defense. Broke today. The defense needs to change things up a bit. Boise ran all over him. It was hard to watch. Utah just imposed their will on USC. Made it look easy. I did think that, wow, man, 10 to nothing. This is way easy. And sometimes you get a little nervous about that, having it be so easy, especially because you've literally never trailed to that point the entire season. And you were almost virtually halfway, literally halfway through the season, and you still hadn't trailed, and you're up ten nothing. Thinking uh, human nature would indicate, yeah, we got this. We're going to win again because it's what we do. And this is the first time that they really had to face big time adversity, and they made it worse on themselves. They kept making it worse. They allowed the underdog to have some momentum and feel good about themselves. Yeah. If I'm a BYU fan, I, I would have had to go to the gym around 4 o'clock on Saturday because I had so much frustration that I had to let out. Go in there, turn the thing on to about 9-5 on the treadmill, get in front of the punching bag or whatever it is that you do to get at your frustration. Because from the BYU perspective, that was extremely frustrating. From the Utah perspective, it took me a little bit, but then I realized, okay, SC has no business even wanting to be here. They don't want to be here. The fans don't want them there. They just want this thing over. Get on with the new coach. Get on with recruiting. And we'll see you next year or the year after. And Utah took advantage of it. Once they got that uh, that flea flicker, that was over. USC was broken. All that stuff you say about get on to the new coaching staff and the recruiting, can you do that at halftime in Game 6? Is that possible? You just hire someone now and get well, on with they it? They did it uh, at halftime time of game, game three. Game three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've gotten smoked three times at home. Get out of town. If you're uh, a visitor, if you if uh, you still play SC on the schedule and you're supposed to play them at your place, you say, hey, how about we play yeah, at your place right. this year? Notre Dame's ready to flip. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are nothing at home. Let's go out there now. I mean, the, the attendance is just going to be so miserable. The atmosphere is going to be awful. They're just going to go through the motions. There's no question about yeah. that. I mean, they, they'll probably win because they got, they got Arizona. And the biggest game of the week this week is Arizona and Colorado to see who gets that win. (laughs) (laughs) Or the pillow fight of the week. Got to break through now. Because I've been saying for weeks now, whoever wins that game, that's going to be their only win in conference. And the other one might not get I don't think we've had an 0-9 team. I can't recall if we have. I don't think we have. But we might get it this year. Whoever wins that game, well, they both get to play. Game. They both get to play Cal, who's one and four, 
And I would expect mm. Cal would be favored in that game, but yeah, uh, can't but guarantee Cal, anything. Cal looks like uh, the Packers compared to <laughs> these other guys, man. They, they have been competitive. You know, yeah, losing to TCU, they're competitive. Right. Nevada they're was competitive. Line Washington, Washington was competitive. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's no question. There, I mean, they're they're miserably disappointed for sure. But they're but they're not on the Arizona Colorado other, level. Those other two teams, yeah. Although yeah. you always point out, there's five shockers in the league every year that are unexplainable. I still, if I were Arizona, Colorado, I'd want to get one right now. Yeah, I don't think there's five. I think I said two to three. Oh, two to five, three. Five okay. seems a little on the high end. Three shockers. Then I still wouldn't want to wait on that. I'd want to get that one. The, get the other bottom feeder. Uh sure. Yeah. Uh, then if you get the shocker, now you got two, baby. I suppose maybe one of them can get it at home. Uh, maybe, but that's a weak maybe. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. From the Utah perspective, they still have to play both of them. I don't think either of them is going to uh, be able to do it. I c- obviously, I could be wrong. Uh, but if you, I mean, if you throw, if you turn the ball over a bunch of times, like the Cougars did on Saturday, and gift wrap teams a bunch of points and momentum and all that stuff, there's possibilities there for sure. I don't particularly see it if you just go even up between the two teams right now, uh, between Utah and versus Arizona and Colorado. So I think they got two wins sitting out there. Um, and then everything else, to one degree or another, is a toss-up. And I certainly think they're going to beat both of those teams that we just mentioned. But I think all the other games, that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll end up being a toss-up. But as we sit here right now, I view them as toss-ups, meaning they could go either way going forward. Uh, But that could change. As we get into November, I may think differently. I'm I'm going long-range forecasting right now. Certainly, I view the ASU game as a toss-up. Have you seen the line for it? What the odds makers think? Mm, Man, I would go pick them myself, but I'd probably go the Devils one or two. I'm going to go two and a half since I always say that I never go halves. This time I'm going to do it. I'm going to go two and a half. Arizona State by one. Oh, dang it. I shouldn't have gone a half. The one time I go to a half, I shouldn't have gone to a half. Well, that virtually is a pick them, man. Uh, Arizona, Colorado, the pillow fight of the week. You got a line for that one? Well, I don't know. But I would have given Arizona a favorite, but now with the quarterback, quarterback situation. Thing, I know. Yeah. I, I'm 100% with you. I thought Arizona's playing teams tougher than Colorado, and Colorado just can't score. Right. They can't score. So I figured, well, Arizona will go in and win, you know, 20 to 10 or 17 to 7 or something like that. An update on that, by the way. Jordan McLeod officially out for the year is what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. Well, Fish said that there wasn't a short term deal. And we're halfway so through the season. They, so. they got a guy who he showed me something a little bit watching him play, and now he's gone. It sucks for the kid big time. I'm not a Cats fan, but. I just as soon have the kid play. You never. I don't, I'm not into it that much. Where I'm rooting against guys that get hurt so my team can win. Uh, that stinks. Uh, is that game in Boulder or Tucson? I guess it's Boulder. It, it's at right? Colorado. Yeah, because the Cats just played at home last week. Uh, I guess I'd go Arizona by a field goal. Colorado by seven and a half. Oh man, seems like a lot of points. Yeah, I guess. Well, on the other hand, Arizona zero and five, and now a quarterback change. So. Yeah, I guess I could go Colorado because they are at home and they beat their Big Sky team and Arizona didn't. 
UCLA is at Washington. This is a big game for ASU and uh, for Utah. UCLA, can they get a second conference loss? Oh, it's a gigantic game. Washington's yeah, game. Washington's two and three, one and one in the conference. UCLA's four a, and two, two and one in the conference. They had a bye last week. Uh, that's another game that I would go virtually close to pick them. Maybe by three. Washington by two. Yeah. Washington by two at home. UCLA is the underdog despite the start they're off to. No, I would expect that, yeah. But I I would go pick them. There's so many games that that are pick them this week. BYU's got Washington State coming up in two weeks. Washington State will tune up, quote-unquote, for the BYU game by playing Stanford at home. Stanford's 3-3, Wazoo's 3-3. They're both 3-3 overall, and they're both 2-2 in the conference. Ooh. That's another close one. That's a game I thought would be Pick'em as soon as I saw the schedule. But the line is not a Pick'em. It's uh, Stanford by... I'm going to go two and a half. Stanford by one. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that, the two times I go with the halves, they hurt uh, me. I know, I know. Cal is at Oregon Friday night. That's the other Pac-12 game. Friday night? Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly uh, Oregon. Uh, 12? I was thinking in the 7 to 10 range... But it's 13 and a half. Bigger spread than I expected. Yeah, I, I, I went two touchdowns is what I was thinking. Yeah. That's why I came to the 12. Uh, yeah, Oregon's got to get back going. I'm just not, I'm not sold on Oregon being a big-time team. That's I mean, why I thought they're 7 good. to 10, yeah. They're good, and they can beat you. And, and they beat Ohio State, so you can't, you can't take that away. That's an eye-opening win for sure, but okay. I just don't think they have the consistency. And now Trey dies out, out for the season. I mean, he's really, really good. Uh, and how are they going to deal with that? Uh, I'm not sure Oregon will be in the Rose Bowl this year. Opening the door for the Devils or uh, the Utes. Say, yeah. The, the funny thing is that this isn't Utah's uh, – at. at I don't even know if it's their third best team since they've been in the conference. But this might be their best chance to get to the Rose Bowl since they've been in the conference. Everything's relative. The rest of the league's down. Yeah. The rest of the league was down their first year in the league. Uh, Big 12. uh, BYU and Baylor. I'm going to treat it like a Big 12 game, even though it's still a year and a half away. You got an idea on that one? I wish it was a Big 12 game. I know. I just... To me, I don't get these long engagements. <laughs> <laughs> Unwinding contracts. Why schedule so many games so far out? Anyway. It's like the Well, I mean, BYU, had, BYU. Had, to. Yeah. They had They had to. They had no choice. Uh, I'd go Baylor by four. And a half. It was five. It came down half a point since it opened. Uh, and then uh, get used to it, BYU fans, just to the Big 12. Iowa State's a K-State. They're both 3-2, and two, although K-State's 0-2 in the Big 12. Uh, I don't have a really good feel for that. I, I, guess I don't either. It would be, I, I, just, I just haven't followed it enough to, like, to the level of I the Pac-12. I will in, in two years, that's it, for sure. It's going to get hard. It's going to double the number of games to fall, and they're all going to be happening at the same time. Yeah, There's only okay, so many but, hours in a day. And well, you can read up during the week and the Pac-12 network with their 60 and I actually 68. think it gets easier once you get a familiarity with the team. Well, that is true. There are definitely storylines that continue. Right, and from year to year. And right. so you, you don't go into it blind. Now, it's going to take a little bit, and not this next summer, but the summer after. Don't bother me. I'm going into <laughs> a six-week dive 
on Big 12 because the job requires that we get up to snuff. I mean, I have a cursory view, particularly with Oklahoma and Texas because they get so much run and you just naturally follow. But when you're, you're getting down to, to the... To the middle of the league, Iowa yeah, State and K-State. Iowa State and K-State. Well, both good. Yeah. Iowa State was great last year. Yeah, so I, I would probably go Iowa State by five, but I'm just taking a stab in the dark there. Iowa State by six. Okay, well, that was a good stab in the dark. Yeah, Oklahoma uh, State to Texas, that's a big game. That'll be in Big Fox at 10 a.m. this week. 10? 10, 10 in the morning? 10 in the morning. That's the wake-up game. Yeah, and then and Oklahoma, I mean, I got basic knowledge of these teams. Oklahoma State, uh, seems like Gundy every third week is saying something to draw my attention in uh, there. So, and Texas, uh, man, what, what a This line what, surprises what a me. season. I think I would go. I'd probably go. Uh, I'd probably go Texas by seven. Texas by five and a half. Oklahoma State is undefeated. They went to Boise State and won. They gave Baylor their only loss. I gotta say, I'm surprised. Now people bet with their hearts, and fans bet with their hearts. And Texas has a lot of fans, and just played a super exciting game. So I get all that, but Oklahoma State is undefeated, and I think they got two quality wins, and that doesn't even count them beating K State. Well, they're a quality football program, right? Yeah, exactly. People, people bet with their hearts, though. Uh, a lot of people do. Uh, yeah, but a lot of fans do. I mean, there's hardcore people out but, there, but who are I mean, taking the gamblers. You know, what level, what percentage of betting is done by people who are trying to make money versus just the fan? You well, see what I'm saying? Well, 100%, and that would be a very interesting question to ask someone who's worked in the industry. And I, I, my guess is, and I've got nothing to back this up, uh, just gut instinct, my guess is that it depends on the game and the fan base. Obviously, some fan bases are much bigger than others, and some games are more ho- high profile, and I think they would attract the casual money that where people are betting with their hearts. But how much of that is of the pool? Is that I'm right, sure there's because, there, but it, I, right, I think and, so. I've been around gamblers, and my you've whole got life. to, and you've got to weigh the bets. The person who throws down 500 bucks on a game is right. five times more important than the person who bets 100 bucks on a game, who is twice as important as the person who goes to the window and puts down 50 bucks. And I don't think that that casual fan is putting down that kind of money. I think the hardcore who study this and literally it's what they do. Now, I don't know this, but that's what I think. I think those are the folks who are putting down the serious money or the people who analyze these things and do this week to week, not just Joe Blow fan. I want my team to win, so I'm going to put 20 bucks on them. Uh, one more line, and then we'll go to break right here. Utah State coming off a of bye week. We're going to talk with Blake Anderson at nine thirty. Is at UNLV. The Aggies are oh, three that's and two. Be at least fifteen. The Rebels are zero and five. No, <laughs> it opened at a touchdown, and it's come, or it opened at seven. It's come down to six and a half. I don't see it, man. I think if as long as Aggies Bonner can roll. play, I think they should be able to kill him. That Aggie offense to put up all those points on Air Force, I would think they'd be yeah. putting up all those points on UNLV. Yes, yes, exactly. That's what I would expect. UNLV has been in a lot of high-scoring games this year. Eastern Washington put 35 on them, ASU 37, Fresno State 38, Iowa State 48. Come on, Utah State's going to score in this game. We'll talk with Blake Anderson about that coming up at 9.30. Stay with us.
It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes return to Rice-Eccles Stadium for a big Pac-12 showdown against Arizona State as the Utes hope to keep their dreams of a Pac-12 title alive. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 7 with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! Than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And now, really? your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Really? Mason Crosby for the win. Snap and placement. Here's the kick. It is up. It is good. Mason Crosby got it done. Fourth time a charm. Fourth time a charm for Mason Crosby. And the Packers win it in overtime. That's your Chevy Strong play of the game. Know it today at 450 on the big show. You can win fabulous prizes. PK, if there was ever a time to invoke your rule on limiting field goals to three attempts per game, that was the game. The Packers go into the locker room at halftime, come out, have the ball six times, four times in the second half, two times in overtime, and they kick a field goal at the end of all six drives. Green Bay, work on your red zone offense, will you? I realize you didn't get into the red zone for all of them. But work on your red zone offense anyway. That was horrific. It was also hilarious. If you cut all the mixed field goals together, just one after another, kickers just lining up trying to win the game, missing one after another. And Cincinnati had a 57-yarder in there, so I'll give him a pass on that one. But, man, that was a lot of field goals. I know. Six in a row. <laughs> the punter punted twice in the first half, and then he was done. Right. Pay your punter the minimum. They can't go too cheap on a punter because they'll get you beat. <laughs> but they only play a couple plays a game. They can mess everything up in those two or three plays, but... All right, there's the uh, there's the play, the play of the game. Know it today at 4.50. DJ and PK coming up. Explain what happened this weekend. A crazy weekend in sports. Your explanations are next. Stay with us.